So this movie's called <laughs> Ch- Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall. And that's that's not the right title. I said right. it made me think of like serial killers and shit with right. axes. And there has been no chopping in this movie. No chopping. All shooting, lasers. And yeah, if it came from the 80s and someone said, dude, check out the 80s movies called Chopping Mall. It'd be like, dude, there's going to be a fucking dude chasing some motherfuckers through a mall, right? But no, you would think so. Yeah, right. But there's not any chopping the in this movie. No dude chasing, no, at all. It's about robots that fucking shoot people <laughs> chasing them through a mall. So I feel like the correct title should be uh, Shooting Robot Mall. <laughs> because that's that at least gives you an idea of what's going on. There's going to be shooting, there's going to be robots, and it's going to be in a motherfucking mall. So it's going to be fantastic. So, and as long as you change the title, it's all good. Everything else is great. <laughs> there's boobs, there's gore. It's a perfect 80s movie. It's a very misleading title. Welcome to the Review to Death podcast. I'm Marcus. And I'm Luke. We're at the end of our random February, and you might have noticed that our intro is a little bit something different tonight. And uh, that's something that got recorded, I don't know, Luke, was it like four years ago? Yeah, something like that, four or five years ago. It was it was a while. We came over to, to, to visit one of our rare instances where I could come over and actually see you in person. And uh, yeah, we got, uh, we got nice and silly drunk, and we watched uh, Chopping Mall. And um, I think you just you just recorded it. You didn't tell me you were recording it, right? You just like turn on a thing and. I think I started it without you knowing, and then okay. what you produced was gold. And so I <laughs> asked you, I asked you to uh, record it again, because oh, okay. I mean, right. also we were highly under the influence. Yes. And uh, yes, we were. I or maybe I didn't get all of it. Like I started recording too late. Okay. So I wanted yeah. you to record, and uh, <laughs> and uh, the the absurdity of the title of this movie, considering there is no chopping to be had in this movie. Yeah, I don't know about gold, but it was pretty funny. Um, so we actually kind of like the genesis for this podcast. Really, it was uh, it's one of those things where we we kept every so often we go back to it and listen to it, and be like that was kind of funny. Why don't we just do a podcast? Yeah. So I mean, if you want to look at it, sort of that was like our first uh, reviewed to death recording. Kind of stemmed from that a lot. A lot of uh, like I said, this that recording I had feel like had a lot to do with it. So here we are. We're watching Chopping Mall for the podcast officially, finally. And uh, the reason why that uh, recording exists is because this movie should not be called Chopping Mall, Luke. Because <laughs> uh, as you mentioned, there's not a lot of chopping in this in this movie, but there's definitely a lot of robots shooting uh, laser freaking laser beams uh, at people. Uh, so like in that clip, I said, it should just be called robot shooting mall or whatever I said, <laughs> cause that's, that's kind of what goes on. And there's a lot of that going on. Well, the, the original title of the movie was called Killbots, which makes a whole lot more sense. Yes. And there's actually a poster, you know, with, uh, with that title and it, it looks cool. It looks rad, man. It's, it's, this is a 1986 movie and it's, it's, it's very, very, very eighties. And that poster is very 80s, and it's very cool looking. So I guess the story goes is that they did like some you know audience tests with that title of the movie, and I guess it didn't test well. Like people didn't like it, 
So they decided to change the title to be something more along the lines of like a killer in the mall type thing that might get more people in. So that's how they settled on Chopping Mall. So it really has nothing to do with the movie, and it's that way on purpose. Right, and I, from what I read too, like I don't know, was it the audience or the the filmmakers were like, Killbot sounds like, uh, you know, like a Transformers knockoff, like it's some kind of a kids. Right. You know, programming or whatever. So they didn't want to be associated with that. And I get it. I mean, but how do you get from Killbots to Chopping Mall? <laughs> Specifically when, as previously stated, there's none of that happens in the movie. <laughs> um, you know what? It, it's it's a better title. <laughs> that's what that's just that's it just is. Chopping Mall is a fucking great title for, for a movie, uh, regardless of the fact that none of that shit happens uh in the movie and if you look at the 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 poster that they ended up going with for that title it's like a robotic like uh like an android like severed arm holding a a shopping bag with a a human head in it um which looks really cool but again the the those robots that are in the movie look nothing like the robot that's pictured in the in the poster has nothing to do with it (laughs) right right there's a lot of disconnect there so, Luke, what's Shooting Robot Mall about? So, a group of young shopping mall employees stay behind for a late night party in one of the stores. When the mall goes on lockdown before they can get out, the robot security system malfunctions and goes on a killing spree. So, there's a, there's there's some, uh, like, B-movie horror royalty in this one. Barbara Crampton is one of the characters. Good old Barbara Crampton. Yeah, and, she plays uh, Susie. And, uh... And this says, uh, uncredited producer Roger Corman had his hands all over this one as well. Also, there's a bit part, a uh, very memorable part, by uh, legend uh, Dick Miller, who plays Walter the uh, Custodian. Despite the title and the silliness behind all of this, there's, you know, some potential here with the people that are doing this one. It's got some it's got some muscle behind it. The budget isn't there. Uh, this, this was made for 800 thousand dollars well eight hundred thousand nineteen eighty six dollars but regardless this is a, a low low budget movie but maybe i don't know i didn't even i didn't know the budget was that low uh but uh man i, I think they did the best they could with what they had it never looks like it's super low budget but i guess it's that's sort of like roger corman's specialty and from what i could gather from this is that the director whose name I'm going to butcher, I'm sure. His name is Jim Wynorski. Seems to be like a, a bit of a Roger Corman protege, especially after working with him on this movie. Right. Apparently the two sat down at some point uh, before the filming began. And Cor- Corman was like, I'm going to tell you everything you need to know uh, to make a movie. Because this was uh, Wynorski's second uh, feature uh, that he, he ever made. Um, the first one uh, was his first movie was was a, a movie I've, I've never heard of. Uh, it was two years before this one. It, it's called The Lost Empire. Uh, so Chopping Mall would be his would be a second one. And uh, yeah, Corman sat him down and just just kind of told him exactly the do's and the don'ts. And apparently uh, Jim took that to heart because he, he says he, he jotted it all down on a yellow like notepad and he memorized it uh, and, and went with that going forward, which. It's pretty funny because I'm going to talk about this guy's filmography a little bit later. And uh, if you know anything about Roger Corman, um, it, it tracks. It tracks really well. 
I think the first movie that I ever saw of Roger Corman's where I knew it was a Roger Corman movie was um, Humanoids from the Deep. Do you remember that one? Yeah, yeah, that's a that's uh, it goes right along with like The Abyss, right? And um, yeah, what's the one with uh, with 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 Peter Weller, uh, a Leviathan, a Leviathan. It's 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 in that vein. I think it was released right around the same time where like everybody was making those movies. Yeah, and um, it's actually like a better quality movie of his too right yeah a lot of his stuff is pretty low well like we said low but lower budget uh done on the cheap and uh you know uh quick and nasty but they're, they're usually pretty fun from what i've seen I, I can't except for that one i can't really think of any other roger corman uh producer or director things he, he was a director too right he, he didn't just produce yeah. no he did a lot yeah, yeah he was directing and producing and he worked for a long time yeah very very long time he's very very prolific guy um i, I can't think of anything just you know i know it's a, a, not a good horror fan here but uh, I, I can't think of anything offhand besides humanoids of the, from the deep uh that he's done that uh, that i've i can you know name but um I, i'm definitely familiar with the with the man well, he was had he had something to do with Bay of Blood, and then actually one of his other movies is in Chopping Mall. It's like the Attack of the Crab People or something like that. Oh, that's what uh, um, uh, Ferdy and Allison are watching. <laughs> yeah, fucking Ferdy, one of the main characters in this movie. <laughs> yeah, man, our our hero of this movie is called Ferdy, and it's a dude named Ferdy, uh, and then and then Allison, who well, she becomes our final girl. She she. She is actually ends up being the hero of the movie, but um, yeah, Ferdy. <laughs> oh no, Ferdy's got to worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like a like a geeky dude with glasses, and uh, his his bros are trying to set him up with this girl Allison who works at the the pizza place. But uh, well, anyway, are we gonna get into the into the plot or, or what yeah, let's do? get there. So um, uh, one of the things that really helps with this movie that I really dug, considering that it was made in 1986 and it was. Right at the height of that, you know, like mall culture. And I love that they got to use a real mall for this one. Um, yes. And it's actually the same mall that they used for uh, Commando, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Commando. That's right. I did know that. That was something else I was going to mention in regards to the budget being as low as it was. Um, yeah, they got permission to to use a, a real life mall. So they didn't have to, you know, like build sets or whatever. And uh, as long as they, they, they filmed at night, because the whole movie takes place at night anyway, it's, it's, it takes place over one night specifically. Uh, as long as they kept everything, you know, uh, the same and didn't destroy anything, uh, they were they had the, the owner's blessing uh, of the mall to, to shoot there. So, yeah, that I'm sure that saved a lot of money. You can, uh, you can see the difference in budgets there. Like Commando got to film during the day with everybody there <laughs> and they got right. to have Arnold Schwarzenegger swinging from the ceiling and crashing into walls and shit. Right. With extras all around and there's explosions and, and gunfights. And in, in this movie, they're like, you can film here, but don't fucking touch anything. I feel like for the opening scene of the movie too, they must've had like, must've been like closing time at the mall. And they must've asked people to just stay. Right. Cause like that, right. that's a lot of extras to just like drum up you know, for that kind of budget. And it's, and it's hilarious. It's like, um, it's almost like, like the beginning of airplane, like the parody movie airplane where they're like walking through the terminal and you see all these characters, they're all doing weird ass things. That's what it reminded me of watching the opening to Choppy mall. You're talking about the, the mole montage after, yeah. the, uh, after they do the, the, um, 
the the park plaza which is the mall in this movie they do that that uh, you know that little video the instructional video for the people oh yeah about and and they introduce you to the kill bots yeah the robots that are working yeah the protectors right um, and they're they're all hooked up to a main computer and there's uh and they're they're supposedly non-lethal and uh, they just restrain people and they can't go in any stores by the way i i, I got a huge laugh because I, I did not remember uh, this at all. The way the movie starts is it, it's we don't know that's what's happening, but the the head security guy or the guy that's in charge of, of the robots, he's, he's like a suit and he's showing uh, this group of people uh, weirdly at the mall, uh, this video of how the, the, the protector bots uh, work. There's three of them and it shows this, this you know robber getting into the mall and he's got a gun and he's like, you know, he breaks in and then one of the bots comes in and like tases him. And yeah. And it goes, uh, what, what is the, what do they always say? They say, uh, thank you. Have a nice day. And then it just goes, and then it just goes the end. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, and then, and then it shows you that I was like, oh, he's actually showing a movie to this, this group of people and this really weird couple in the front. They're like weirdly racist for some reason. <laughs> like just. For no reason at all. Like I guess those are two people from a different movie that they did. Okay. Called um called, called Eating Raul, which I've never seen. Okay. But it's the same two actors, and they're playing their characters from this movie called Eating Raul from the early eighties. And um uh and I guess I'm looking at it right now. So the description of this movie is a relatively boring Los Angeles couple discovers a bizarre if not murderous way to get funding for opening a restaurant so i don't know this sounds weird and uh apparently these two characters are in that movie and that's the same actors and uh i don't know why they're in this movie i didn't couldn't figure out you know like if they were just friends of the director or roger corman liked it or something but in Chopping Mall, they're there just at the beginning, and I guess they improvised all their lines. So, um, yeah, that guy improvised uh, some pretty racist dialogue there at the beginning. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> – like so there's there's three robots. They all look exactly the same. They basically – picture a, a more sinister-looking Johnny Number 5, and, and you got a good idea of what these things look like. And, and they all look exactly the same, right? Right. And – at one point, the man goes to the to the woman. Uh, the one in the middle has an unpleasant ethnic quality, and I'm like, "What the fuck? What the fuck? Right? Like, how they're all robots, and they all look the same. Like, why? Why? Why was that necessary? And then, yeah, then he and then he they go on. They of this like more of this dialogue where it's like, uh, uh, they remind me of your mother. And then like, you know, maybe we can get these guys to throw out people from our restaurant that we don't want. And you know. Going by what he said earlier, I'm like, well, I guess I know which people you want to throw out. So it's just like, ah, all right, let's let's get past this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so like, I don't know why I don't know why they're in the movie, but they're from a movie called Eating Raul. Which is that a horror you know, movie? It I I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> just seeing them in this movie makes makes me not want to watch Eating Raul. Well, what's it? Let's see what it's got on IMDb. Let's see what people think about this one. It's got a it's got a six point eight, so apparently people like it. Really? What like what type of movie is it? Is it a, is it a horror movie or? It says it's a comedy slash crime movie. Oh man. 
And Weird. literally what's playing is I've got the picture of the poster and then like the little trailer that's playing next to it. The first thing you see is yeah. somebody doing a line of Coke, uh, then cut to somebody masturbating on a couch. So that's what eating Raul is about. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm going to skip that one. I, don't think I, <laughs> I have no idea what this movie's like, about, but anyway, I'm all, those characters I'm all are in shopping mall for a second. Thank God. Yeah. They and, then, and, then, and then, yes, we get this ridiculous mole, mole montage that we started talking about where there are bikini models in bikinis walking around. Uh, there's a kid skateboarding around everybody. Uh, there's a super horny guy on an escalator who like gets distracted by the bikini models and falls down the falls escalator. Falls on the escalator. There's a waitress like having a terrible day trying to serve people food. She's just giving people the fucking death stare. And there's music playing. Oh, the music in this movie. I gotta we gotta talk about the music real quick. It's great. I love it. Yeah, it fits it perfectly. It's like electronic, uh, almost Gremlins esque at some points. Yeah, a little bit. It's it's very synthy, which I love. I love that shit. I love. Well, yeah, especially music. for this type of movie. Right, but it's like so. It's like it kind of straddles that line between like well done synth music, and then someone pounding some shit out on a Casio that they bought from Walmart. It's <laughs> it's, 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 it's it's a great mixture of those two things, and it somehow it just works. I I like it. Like the the main like theme that plays throughout the movie when the robots are chasing everybody around. Like, you know, like that. Yeah. It's great. It's just, I don't know, man. It never got old. So it's after this montage that we meet like uh, two of our, two of our more main characters. Well, our final girl, as we already said, her name is Allison in the movie played by Kelly Maroney and uh, her friend Susie played by none other than legend Barbara Crampton. Yeah. Yeah. These two work at the local pizza, you know, pizzeria, pizza store. And, um, Susie, Barbara Crampton's character, she's the, you know, obviously the, you know, like the, the party girl, you know, she's more like composed while Allison is kind of more of a, um, you know, she's the quiet girl, kind of shy. And uh, Susie's like, come on, we gotta, we're going to have this party after, uh, after work tonight in the mall. And I'm going to introduce you to a bunch of guys and specifically this one guy, Ferdy. And, um, you know, he's, he's got a great personality and she promises her quote unquote, good times to the max yeah uh they uh they gave her some uh 80s dialogue to go with the 80s movie i fucking love it dude it is i i'm gonna i mean i'm kind of showing my my cards already but i i had a really good time watching this movie yeah you know what so did i it it's got that right feeling it's like that's just that that great 80s mall movie it's got it's got that feeling. That's all I can say, man. It just, it like really fits. It's like, yeah, that's what malls were like in the eighties. Also like it starts right away. Cause this really shitty looking, uh, obviously like, you know, badly special effects lightning storm happens and it hits the, the I don't know, one of the transformers or whatever on top of the yeah. mall, which short circuits the command center where the, the three, you know, protector bots are. Uh, and, and we're off to the races, and then 77 minutes later, the movie's over. It's it's fucking great. Like I like all movies, all horror movies should be 77 minutes. It's great. <laughs> I, I, it is. I, it's fantastic. Give me give me that. Give me a like a chock full like you know you know little to no downtime 77 minute movie, and I will be happy every time. Man, our random February month has sort of turned into nostalgia month all of a sudden. Cause like you know, Muddy Bloody Valentine hit me, give me that nostalgia for like when we first uh, 
you know, I think we mentioned it before we meet at like a halfway point and we go see movies. And that was one of like our first movies that we did that with. And then killer right. clowns, as I mentioned last week was like nostalgia when I was a kid and like chopping mall, I didn't see was I until I was an adult, but it's got those like eighties effects and the eighties music and, you know, like stuff from my childhood that I remember seeing, you know, and remember being a part of. So it's like, yeah, it's like we might as well have called it nostalgia month. Well, yeah, for me, it's, it just, it's nostalgia because when we, watched it those four or five years ago when we recorded that clip uh dude that was a great weekend that was a lot of fun and i just it was and we 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 had i mean we got fucked up and <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe that's why i don't remember a lot of this movie when i was watching it tonight but it was like watching it for the first time so i enjoyed it a lot um so after we've got like this lightning storm that uh hits the mall and hits the computer, specifically the antenna that they made sure that they let you know about in that opening scene. It's like, oh, right. there's this antenna. <laughs> um, hint, hint, <laughs> wink, wink. Something's going to happen to it later. That sets the robots malfunctioning. I even wrote on my little notes today, I said, good old electricity malfunction. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, hey, man, it's good enough to bring Jason back from the dead. It's good enough to make the protectors go on a kill crazy rampage. Uh, and they start that rampage by killing uh, super horny uh, tech guy, Marty. Uh, by the way, I don't know if I mentioned this yet, but uh, everybody in this movie, except for a couple of characters, super horny. Everyone is horny. Right. Uh, it's, just, it's one of the hornier movies we've watched. Uh, oh, no, we did see fucking My Bloody Valentine. That movie was real horny, too. <laughs> I, well, you know, anyway, it's up there. It's very horny. Well, and like all these characters have their little quirks too. We sort of skipped over them, but um, Allison and Susie work in this like Italian restaurant with like a gross chef. And there's a big dude eating like too much food in the corner. <laughs> and and uh, like this is happening and like as they're doing it, it's like these little things with many characters. It's like as the scene's cutting away, the camera pans over to him one more time and he's like, more butter, waitress. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard because – after he says that, the scene just ends. Like, where's right. more butter? And then just, just next scene. <laughs> so, you know, this this tech guy that gets killed, he's he's looking at a porno magazine when he gets, you know, killed by the robots. And it's like doing the, like this creep up thing where like you don't know, like he doesn't know the robots are moving. Then all of a sudden they like, you know, they break his neck or whatever. And then the tech guy that comes to relieve that tech guy, the other guy, he's late. And he comes in carrying a bag and he's like, oh, sorry, man. There was an all you can eat down at the pit and I couldn't <laughs> help myself. And he's like, uh, where'd you go? Like, uh, what's going on? And then he like sees a half eaten donut on the table and he like looks around and he picks it up and he shoves the whole thing in his mouth. And he's like, waste not, want not. <laughs> yeah, he like looks back over his shoulder at the bots like wink, wink. Right, you guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then he gets killed by the bots, too. Yeah, that scene has absolutely no purpose being in the movie. It was, it was just like we've already seen a tech guy get killed, and it, it you know establishes the fact that the robots are now sentient and murderous. And then the movie was like, "Hey, you want to see another tech guy get killed? Here you go." Now we get we get more characters because they're about to have the uh, party slash uh, full on orgy in the furniture store. So you've got Mike, right? He's sort of like the jockey type guy who's always fucking chewing gum constantly. Yep. Yep, and he's hooked up with Leslie. He's hooked up with Leslie. And then you got these other two characters, which you meet outside the mall. And are they married? 
No, no, no one's okay. married here. These, these are. This is one of those movies where it's like you know mid thirties people playing like early twenties, you know right. maybe even younger uh, type characters. So they're all they're all just hooking up. There's like you said, Mike and Leslie. Uh, there's, there's this guy Rick. Uh, he's hooking up with this uh, this girl Linda. And they're the ones that you uh, meet outside the mall, right? Where their truck's yes. broken down and she fixes that's, it. That's right. That's right. This movie does a, a it, it. A lot of this movie is the girls taking uh, charge, which I, I, I appreciated that for a for a movie that's pretty trashy and sleazy. They do have the girls be, be more than just cannon fodder and, and you know, uh, waiting to be saved by the dudes. Except for Susie. Except for Susie. Susie sucks. <laughs> Susie sucks. That's Barbara Cameron's character. Yeah, yeah, Susie's hooked up with um with Greg. Yeah. Right. He's kind of like the leader of the group, right? Leader of the boys. Yeah. I Maybe, like, you know, like Mike, the chew, chewing gum guy, uh, he maybe feels like he is, but it's probably Greg. Yeah, Greg seems to organize everything. He kind of seems to take Greg's lead. Uh, but yeah, Greg and Susie, uh, and I see Allison is there to, you know, get set up with 30. Uh, and yeah, I think those are those are our, our, our couples, right? That's pretty much it. Yeah, and they start by having a party with some dancing. Barbara Crampton's fucking cutting a rug there. <laughs> <laughs> She's going nuts, dude, man. Dude, this is like that scene in uh, Friday the 13th Part 4 where uh, you have Crispin Glover cutting a fucking rug in the cabin, yeah. you know, right before Jason comes and kills everybody. Like, this is what that felt like. Yeah, it makes you think, like, what music were they actually listening to? Or was there even music playing? <laughs> right. It's like, just Barbara, just dance. We'll, right. we'll make it work. Yeah, but we'll, we'll fix it in post. And, um, you know, so they have in this party. And it quickly turns into, like, a straight-on orgy. Like, they all, like, find their own corners, which are all right next to each other. There's, like, no privacy at all. Right. Well, well maybe that's why they picked this furniture store called Furniture King to have this party at. Because there's plenty of beds and couches to fuck on. And uh, everybody goes to <laughs> Everybody goes to their own little, yeah, wait, there's got to be more beds and stuff further apart, but they're, they're all real so. close to each other, real close to each other. And they're all just banging. And well, and the camera pans through each couple, you know, yes. it's like Linda and Mike have their own little thing. And then Susie and Greg have their own little like show. And then Mike and Leslie, like who are the most comfortable couple, you know, he's like, yes. he's, uh, he's got his, like his head under the covers and she's like, Oh, you know I don't let anybody do that. And he's like, You did last week. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh what the fuck was that about, man? It's like <laughs> And then it cuts over to Ferdy and Allison, who are, you know, supposed to be like the the innocent, you know, like couple that is like falling in love with each other. So they're they're fully clothed. They start making out as they're watching uh Corman's Attack of the Crab people. And as yeah, they're, they're doing that, you hear you hear Leslie scream in the background, You're the king. <laughs> yeah yeah it's 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 kind of like it's funny because like allison and and ferdy's scene there it's like yeah they're having this this wholesome little scene where they're watching this cheesy ass 50, 1950s uh sci-fi horror movie and she's like freaking out because apparently she's never seen a horror movie before uh and you know he's like oh it's okay i, I should have told you it was scary so it's kind of nice he's you know trying to be a nice guy and in the background all you hear is moaning and fucking right <laughs> like there's just yeah, like it's uh, man, it's quite a scene. And then the first robot kill we get is Dick Miller, isn't it? No, it's not. Not Dick Miller first. 
the first one is um well okay so we had we had the two tech guys right and then um well i thought it was dick miller before we get to mike because mike gets it early too i think uh let's see hmm well let's talk about dick miller first because i feel like we mentioned his name early and we haven't gotten back to it right no no you're absolutely right dude it is it is the custodian he's the first that he's the one they get before the robots come up to uh furniture king Right, and he's uh, he's cleaning up something, right? Is it vomit or just a mess? <laughs> We're never like seeing like he's really pissed about it though. Like he's really right angry. because like the other two custodians get to leave, and he's stuck there fucking cleaning up this mess. Right, they're like drinking a beer in front of him, like oh, you can have fun cleaning that shit up. And then you know he's like, uh, you know, he 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 does that well famous line. If you're a if you're a dead meat fan, he he says D line. He says uh. I tell you what, something like uh, uh, whoever uh, we find out whoever did this, they're dead meat. <laughs> it's it's pretty great. He's just he's just very disgruntled and pissed off. So he's angrily mopping up this this vomit or whatever. And again, you get the the same kind of shot that Marcus was talking about with um you know with Marty the the tech, where there's a robot creeping up behind him, and it straight up bumps his like slop bucket and knocks it over. <laughs> right, gets puts some water on the wet. floor. Right. right. So here's the thing. I think that Dick Miller's character would have gotten killed whether these fucking robots were malfunctioning or not. Because at the beginning, when we're introduced to these robots, they said, you know, as long as you had your ID badge, it would ask right. you for your identification and you just had to show your badge and you'd be fine. Well, Dick Miller has no time for this bullshit. So even when like the robot gives him a chance to show him his badge, he's like, oh, you <laughs> fucking robot. Fuck all this yeah. shit. So he would have gotten yeah. killed anyway. Yeah, fucking blow me. Although if you uh, look at, you know, looking back at that training video, at not uh, not any point in that training video do they show fucking the robots shooting laser beams. They, they, <laughs> no, they don't. It's <laughs> supposed to tase you at worst. So if I, you know, I I will argue that uh, for sure he would have gotten tased. As a, they would have fucking found him passed up in in that fucking slot that he was trying to clean up. And his little two asshole custodian uh, co-workers that were laughing at him would have probably never would have let him fucking, you know, live that up, man. It would, it would have been teasing him about that forever. So it's short and sweet, but it's Dick Miller, man. And you got to love a Dick Miller sighting. He's great. He gets electrocuted. It's just, you know, really funny kind of a, a death because they, 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 they shoot the, the robot shoots the, the taser into the, the, the wetness that he's trying to mop up. Right. And he's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> he's, he's, he's so indignant, man. It's great. I love it. And then, uh, yeah, the robot tases him to death, and then he falls down, and his face is all burnt up and stuff. And it's um, and it's great. amazing 80s effects. It's all, like, you know, like uh, stuff drawn on top of film or whatever it is, like how they did it. They just called it video effects. Yeah. It's and you stuff. can tell, but it's gotten to that point to where it's, like, it's so nostalgic, it's awesome, you know? It is. It is. I, I I love it. I it's the same type of effect that they used for the the lightning storm outside, and I'm like, I was I was on board, man. This is fine. Then it cuts back to the Furniture King orgy when everybody's sort of done, you know. And Ferdy's like telling Allison, it's like, uh, oh, you know, I better this place is gonna get locked up tight in 15 minutes because there's gonna be like these security doors that close. Right. And, uh, right. Leslie wants Mike to go get her some cigarettes, some Virginia Slims. Right. Yeah, she's she's being real not nice about it either. And Mike, you know, the chewing 
gum mic. He's like, oh, all right, whatever. And she like flashes her boobs at him, and he's like, oh, all right, I, I guess I'll go. So yeah, he goes out there and immediately gets killed by one of the robots. Right, not before doing the. Uh, <laughs> he made, you know, he's he's sort of a douchebag character, but he makes me laugh, like in his delivery of lines. You know, yeah. like he he like the robot comes up behind him when he's at the cigarette machine. Like, when was the last time you saw a cigarette machine? Right. Uh, those old ones where you'd put the money in, you'd like pull the pull the tab out, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I remember those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Holding up. And so he like turns around in the robot. He's like, here, here's my ID, and he's holding it up. And like robot's not saying anything. He's oh yeah, Klaatu Barada Nick too, whatever. And he like throws oh, yeah. his arms around. <laughs> what the hell was that? He does the Army of Darkness quote at the, the robot for no reason at all, just to reference Army of Darkness. No, not to Army of Darkness, because Army of Darkness came out in the '90s. Came out after oh, this movie. Oh, right. so This this was a reference to um, the day the Earth stood still, dude. Is that what it was? Yeah, that's where that quote comes from. That's what. Um, oh shit. That's what. Uh, oh, man, why don't I can't remember the main character in that movie? But uh, that's what he tells the main character to tell Gort, like to let him know that, you know, something's happened or. You know, don't hurt me. That's like the secret phrase. So that's what they ended up using for Army of Darkness, huh? So that's what they used for Army of Darkness, yeah. So it's all like a day, you know, the day the Earth stood still, yeah. Because, yeah, because they never used that line in the first two Evil Dead movies, right? No, they didn't. So yeah, Mike Mike's dead. And answer me this, Luke, because uh, Leslie goes out and looks for Mike because it's been a while, you know? Yeah, she wants her goddamn cigarettes. Right. And uh, she goes over by the cigarette machine, and you, she can't see him, but then she trips over his legs. Why did the robot feel the need to hide the body? Well, yeah. I mean, they did the same thing with Marty the tech at the beginning, right? Because the first <laughs> – <Right. second, laughs> The second tech comes up, and he's, there's no fucking sign of Marty. I, I thought for sure they're gonna, he's going to see, like, blood or, or something, but he didn't see a, a goddamn thing. So, yeah, these, these robots are crafty is, is the answer. <laughs> and then uh so leslie gets chased by this robot and pretty cool too because it's like she's like discovering mike and then uh and then uh the robot like pops out of these double doors with the lights going on and the music starts you know yes it's a very cool scene she gets chased and it's followed by the most graphic and best kill of the entire movie oh for sure for sure the robot's chasing her down the you want one of the uh the walkways at this point, he it's shooting like straight up Star Wars lasers at her. Like there's fucking just lasers like flying everywhere. Uh, one of them hits her in the ass and she's like, yeah. ah, which these lasers are super inconsistent because later on we'll see someone get shot by one of these things and they just die immediately. But whatever. Uh, but then, yeah, you see a close up of her face. She keeps like turning around. So she she turns around and a laser hits her right in the in the face. And her head just blows up. It is glorious. It is the, by far the most graphic kill in the whole movie. Uh, even Mike's death was probably the second most right. graphic one. Yeah, because uh, he had like his throat slit. Right, and it, and it starts like you know spraying blood everywhere. But this this head explosion is epic. I, I do remember see when we saw this, uh, you know, like four or five years ago. I I remember me and you like fucking cheering on the couch when we saw that scene. Yeah, so it's reminiscent of uh, if anybody's ever seen that movie Maniac. Oh yeah, oh, when yeah. Uh, the original when Maniac, the, the original Maniac, yeah. when the guy jumps up on the like the hood of the car and blows the guy's head open. 
Yes. And it's also, I think, we, don't we get a head explosion scene in the remake of uh, Dawn of the Dead, too? Uh, I don't know if there's one in the remake, but in the original one, there's for sure a fucking head explosion when the yeah, SWAT guys are Yeah, it's reminiscent of that. Yeah. Um, I'm one of those zombie movies, one of those remakes. There was one, too. I can't think of which one it was. It's, it's up there with the best of the head explosion scenes that are up there. It's right up there with scanners. It's right up there with all those movies. It's yeah. great. It's a fucking fantastic head explosion scene. Then the robots like uh, fully show themselves, I guess, if you will. Cause like they've been sort of playing that cat and mouse game. Right. Right. And yeah, uh, up, I wrote down, they show up with a furniture King and they fucking tear the place apart. <laughs> right. They go right through the, the, the windows or the doors in the front and I put like War of the World sounds. It's like Star Wars World, like every like cheesy sci-fi movie you've ever heard. That's what the laser beams sound like. Yes, yes. They rounded them up, sort of like the rest of the our young lovers. They've rest. They've uh, rounded them up in like the back storeroom, and they're trying to figure out how to get out. And they're gonna like crawl through the vents, but uh, the boys aren't gonna follow the girls into the vents because the robots also got C four apparently. <laughs> Yeah, this is so. At this point, those doors that they were talking about, the the, the they were gonna lock in fifteen minutes. They have officially locked, and now the gang is locked in this mall until six a.m. And they're not gonna make it until six a.m. Um, and in this movie, which it does this multiple times, the characters decide it's a good idea to split up. Uh, in this case, it's the boys go to the gun store to get fucking strapped. Uh, and then the girls are left in that uh, in that back room where they're they're going to be safe. And then they go into the vents for some reason, which I don't remember why. Uh, but uh, yeah, that that's where uh, where the, the the group separates. Well, they go into the vents because apparently you can take the vents to the parking garage. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. And they were they were all gonna go, but then the boys got interrupted because the door blew open. So the boys get out and they're in the mall, and. Uh, the girls are climbing through the vents. And this one, Susie, turns out to be sort of stupid. Uh, right. <laughs> this is where I wrote, Susie sucks. She's like, yeah, I she can't take it out. in here. It's hot. You know, I got to get out. The boys need my help. <laughs> yep. Yep. They Because uh, <laughs> the fucking robots turn the heat up. They know we're in here. So, yeah. So, the girls exit the, the, the vents. Uh, and they, they end up at uh, like an auto parts store, whereas the boys go to a, you know, a gun store because, you know, it's America. So there's a good gun store and uh, they get fucking super strapped, but they, they still look super dorky in their fucking white collars. And <laughs> well, in the sporting, the sporting rigs. goods store, the, the sporting goods store is called Peck and Paw, you know, like oh, the director. Yeah. yeah. I didn't guess that. That's good. And they were they were in there, and it's like there's M16s in there. I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> they are not selling M16s at a sporting goods store, even back in the 80s. Fucking assault rifles. <laughs> and then uh, they get all yeah, they get all strapped up, and that's when Mike says, "Do you remember his line?" I don't. Mike goes, "It's like let's go send these fuckers a Rambo Graham." <laughs> I must have missed that one. That's awesome. So they're going to – they think they shoot one too. Like they shoot one and it gets knocked over, but it's just like playing dead because it comes back later. There's only three robots, by the way. Right. Right, right. Yeah, they they, they, they shoot it. Oh, they 
they fucking throw one uh, like a gas canister and they blow it up next to it so it like it falls over and like one of them like i think it's actually uh ferdy and he like he touches it and it comes back like slick with right. whatever and they're like robot blood <laughs> that's robot blood yeah so it's like yeah and then but yeah that one doesn't that turns out to be fucking playing possum because when the boys leave it just picks itself up again and it's fine right. it's like protector one operational because they always like they talk to themselves yeah uh and, and luke already said it too but after they kill somebody every time they say thank you have a nice day after they kill someone yeah, by the way so this uh this came out in 86 robocop came out in 87 robocop had thank you for your cooperation like they did they fucking watch chopping mall and they're like we're gonna steal some of this stuff i don't know i, like, I think that was probably just uh Paul Verhoeven, like playing into his like socialist, not socialist, like his like fascist state, you right. know, that feels more along the lines of that, uh, as you're going to see in our, uh, our next movie. Hint, hint. Or, or Paul Verhoeven just fucking wants shopping mall. And they're like, I like that. I'm going to put that in my movie. <laughs> so Susie's got herself in quite a predicament. Like, as Luke said, they've got some like gas canisters that they've turned into like molotov cocktails which are useless or Susie just sucks at what she does because uh, oh, yeah. Susie gets herself chased by a, a robot like all the girls are getting chased and the guys are just like what are you doing here Susie's like i need you needed help <laughs> stay in the fucking vents <laughs> yeah it's funny because like the all the bullets that they shoot at these robots do nothing but they keep shooting right. at the robots right. that do nothing and then the girls are like, well, yeah, let's throw these gas cans at them. And, and you know, and, and set them on fire. And that doesn't work either. Uh, it made me laugh because, like, the robot just drives right through it. Yep, just drives right through it. Doesn't just it gives no fucking just gives no shits about fire or bullets. And then Susie trips with one of these canisters in her hand. And the robot is like, bang, shoots at the, the, the canister. It blows up and Susie gets caught on fire. And uh, that's, that's the end of Susie, Susie which uh, Greg is pissed off about. Greg is Susie's uh, boyfriend there. And I know we said yeah. that Greg was sort of like the leader, but it's really not. It's really Allison, like from an early stage, isn't it? She takes charge right around this time, uh, around this point, because, yeah, Greg starts to lose it. Uh, he actually has a the, the guy that plays Greg. Uh, I don't have his name in front of me right now, but uh, he has a. Yeah, yeah, she's a good, like a, a well-acted scene where they, they finally, they regroup together and he's like, why didn't you girls just stay, you know, in the back room? You were safe. You were safe. And I was like, oh, wow, that actually, that's actually well done. And then he starts freaking out. Then he starts going full on like fucking Hudson from, you know, Aliens, you know, get yeah. over, man. You know, he's, he just starts fucking wigging out. Man, you would think that at least some of these characters would make it but you'd be wrong man <laughs> yeah yeah uh pretty much everybody dies uh yeah oh, one by say, one yeah i gotta say rick does a really impressive stunt uh jumping off the elevator uh remember when they set up those like those gas yeah those dude that's a far gas. jump that was a really yeah. far jump yeah it was a really good stunt really well done really well filmed uh, and then fucking Allison, this is the first, this is when Allison steps the fuck up and she, like, they're all fucking shooting at these gas canisters because they're trying to get the elevator to, to blow up and fall down and crush one of the robots. 
and nobody can fucking hit a goddamn thing. But Allison takes one shot and blows it up, and they finally manage to crush one of the the robots. So now there's only two robots left. But uh, yeah, Allison starts to establish herself as a as a you know a bit of a leader. Yeah, and they get a little uh, like tag line for her. It's like ah, nice shot. Right, right, yeah. They're all like, yeah, like fucking way to go. And then uh, is it Rick or is it Linda that goes next? It's Rick, isn't it? Uh, so Ferdy comes up with a, his plan to 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 get to the master control room. Uh, Greg, right? He's the uh, yeah. He he's the right. He's the guy we were talking about. Right, that, right, Greg? yeah, Greg, not Rick, <laughs> not Rick, Greg, yeah, yeah, Greg's with Susie, so yeah, Greg's the, Greg's the one that's been freaking out. He uh, is fucking loose cannon, Kraus. At this point, he he just he's like running like fucking twenty yards ahead of everybody. Yeah, he's like at the he, top of the escalator. <laughs> he runs smack dub into like the other robot, one of the other. It's like it's robots. all clear up here. Smack <laughs> thrown off the thrown off the balcony. Yep, he gets he gets tossed the fuck out. Another good stunt. Another good stunt. This person, you know, I'm sure it wasn't the actor. It gets, I mean, he they fall like three stories down. Uh, we don't yeah. see him land, but we see the after effect, and he's he's all fucked up. By the way, a little quick story about that. Uh, that stunt, the director, uh, he was like, well, let me let me do this stunt because you know if I'm gonna make the actor do it, I want to do it first. But I'm not gonna do it from the or you know the stunt man. But I'm gonna do it from the second story, not the third story. So he did it, you know, he, he, he jumped and he landed on the, on the pad and, and he was like, yeah, I'm all good. And then it turns out he actually broke a couple of ribs <laughs> doing that stunt, <laughs> but he, he didn't tell anybody. He was just like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> so that's kind of a fun story. Uh, but yeah, uh, Greg, Greg gets tossed off, uh, the third story. So, so he's dead. And then, yeah, the next people uh, that get killed are, are, are Linda and Rick, which I, I kind of like these two characters. It was kind of a bummer seeing them go. Yeah, um, they get electrocuted slash what happens to Linda again? Because Rick gets electrocuted. Right. Uh, so this is one of those inconsistencies with the lasers. Linda just gets shot by one of those That's lasers. Right. That, like, yeah, it was like, like a it, blink it, and you'll miss it. Yeah, it, it hit Susie in the ass, and it left like a little tiny scorch mark on her, on her underwear because she was running around in her underwear. Uh, but in, in this case, um, yeah, the robot shoots her in the stomach, and she just straight up dies. And then, yeah, Rick, uh, yeah, he fucking like drives this like cart into it. I don't know, man. It was super weird. And then he gets electrocuted and, and dies. But then they, they do end up – that ends up taking out uh, one of the – two remaining uh robots and now there's, there's only one left now so now we're here like to our our final showdown that is sort of owned by allison right right so yeah we have allison and we have ferdy left uh our power couple and uh allison who's clearly hasn't seen a horror movie before uh she keeps insisting uh that they split up <laughs> yeah you sort of don't see ferdy for the for a majority of the end of the movie so what the only the last thing Ferdy does that's cool is he the remaining body he shoots it right where the lasers come out. Uh so he like disables the 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 laser cannon or whatever that comes out of the yeah. little visor which you know, the the robot makes sure you know that cuz like laser cannon on inoperational you know? <laughs> Right. So it can't shoot lasers, lasers anymore. Uh and then it's so fucking funny. I laughed so hard at this because um, so he takes out the laser cannon, and then 
the fucking robot since it can't shoot lasers anymore it, it picks up this there's like a can't like i don't know there's like a barrel or something just next to it so the robot picks up this barrel and just chucks it at 30 hits him square in the chest and just knocks him the fuck out and that's the end of that's the end of 30 <laughs> for the for the until the very end of the movie it's it's great yeah and then allison comes into her own and uh saves the day pretty much yeah, she she hides in a in a pet store called uh, Rogers Little Shop of Pets, <laughs> right? Because uh, Roger Corman had something to do with uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Yep, so a little wink, wink, nudge, nudge there. And it like does a slow pan across the name of the place too. Yeah, they they want to make sure you you see that. And then yeah, so she hides in there. The robot fucking smashes everything in there. And for a second, I was taken back to our, our when cinematic animals attack month. Because all these oh, like, yeah, spiders like, are... snakes and spiders and shit. <laughs> and they're, but dude, it's like, it's so badly done. Cause they're so obviously just like rubber spiders that someone just put on, you know, on the actress. So she just gets out of there and it's, it's fine. And then she goes to the paint store and that's where she sets up the, uh, the trap for the final, uh, the robot. She, she spills paint and then like thinner everywhere and, uh, and, and traps it in there. And then, then, uh, she uh, she gets to she gets to uh, do a a one liner before uh, she blows it up, right? Give it give it to us, Luke. She just gives their fucking little little quote right back to him. Have a nice day, and she fucking <laughs> throws a flare in there, and she burns it up. And uh, it's kind of funny because yeah, she blows it up, and then she like stumbles out. She's all fucked up, you know. And then fucking Ferdy is just up and about he's on like a second like he's in like a balcony he's like it's like he was watching the whole thing and he's like hey thanks for fucking taking care of that shit for me (laughs) (laughs) he says nice shot and then the movie ends and the movie ends and we get fucking you know predator like sitcom end right like yeah like show the character and like freeze frame on him (laughs) with yellow lettering like yellow block lettering and by the way I love the fact that uh, the actress that plays uh, uh, Leslie, Susie Slater, her freeze frame is her head blowing up. <laughs> right. <laughs> Glorious. So give me your final thoughts on Chopping Mall. Oh, man. This is, a, this is a blast. This is a blast. If this movie wasn't so readily available on streaming, because it always seems to be, and if it ever isn't, uh, I'm, I'm buying it. I, I fucking love this movie, dude. This is... Uh, this is a guilty pleasure. This is the definition of a guilty pleasure for me. Because uh, this movie, objectively, is not good. But, man, it is a blast to watch. It is so much fun. The characters are so over the top. Um, it, it just it just clips along at a great pace. And uh, it's got some gore. It's got some, uh, you know, it's got that 80s, hardcore 80s vibe. Um, no, it's, I love this movie. I think I love this movie. Yeah, I agree with you, Luke. I had so much fun watching this one today. Um, I had a smile on my face the whole time. It's like a perfect example of like that 80s doesn't take itself too seriously, horror over the top, uh, character driven horror movies. That's just a lot of fun. And uh, it reminds you of, you know, like why we love this genre, you know? Absolutely. So, yeah, highly recommend watch Chopping Mall if you have not. Definitely. And then, so I I mentioned earlier that I want to talk a little bit about Jim Wynorski's body of work, you know, the guy that directed this movie. Um, And and it's worth mentioning because, man, it's it's something else. It's something else. 
uh, it, it kind of follows the uh, uh, the trajectory of another filmmaker that we talked about, the guy that directed um, uh, Puppet Master Three, the, thir- the third Puppet Master. Uh, remember, he kind of went on to do a bunch of like real, real smutty, yeah, yeah, type type you know horror sci-fi movies. Well, this guy followed pretty much the same tra- trajectory. After Chopping Mall, uh, he stayed in horror for a while. He did like Death Stalker Two. Uh, the Return of Swamp Thing, okay, uh, and then he did. You remember the movie Nine Seven Six Evil? I do. I don't think I've ever seen it, but I remember it. We sh- we should watch that one. It's it's someone else. Well, he did Nine Seven Six Evil Part Two, right? <laughs> uh, so this is, and then we get into the 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 mid to late nineties, right? Uh, he he did Ghoulies Four, which I'm sure is just it's something else, and then we have movies like. The Bear Wench Project, okay. Bear Bear Wench. Yeah, you know the Blair Witch Project, but the yeah. Bear Wench Project. Okay, uh, I get you. I get the you. Bear Wen- the Bear Wench Project Two, Scared Topless. <laughs> uh, the Bear Wench Project Three, Nymphs of Mystery Mountain, Invasion of the Hottie Snatchers, Alabama Jones and the Busty Crusade, The Witches of Brestwick, The Witches of Brestwick Two. Bear Wench, the final chapter. So, Luke, it's the end of the month. That means it's a rankings, and this one's probably going to be one of our easiest and our shortest because we only had three movies, and it's pretty cut and dry for me. I don't know about you. Yeah, this is going to take a long time. So, from three to one, my least favorite of the month was My Bloody Valentine 3D, followed by Killer Clowns at number two and Chopping Mall. Clear clear winner at number one. Our number one is, is the same. The other two are going to be flipped around. Um, yeah, how say, fucking uh, dare you? How fucking dare you? My <laughs> bloody Valentine 3D is not more enjoyable than Killer Clowns. Get the fuck out of here. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, it's not. That movie's awful. That movie's terrible. I liked it. <laughs> I liked it, and uh, you guys should check it out. It's. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying Killer Clowns is bad by any means. That movie's also a lot of fun. Uh, it's actually a lot in the vein of, of tonight's movie. Uh, it's it's very, very comparable. Uh, but, yeah, does those that cheesy early aughts 3D remake of uh, My Bloody Valentine, I don't know, man, it, it scratched an inch for me. And uh, I dug it a lot. Uh, is it a good movie? Hell no. Uh, and then, yeah, and then Chopping Mall, you know, by far. This is a movie that would probably be my number one in any given of our months that we do. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. Fucking fantastic. It's a good time. Real good time. All right, guys, guess the movie's back. It's been gone for quite a while. So we're going to do a quick one before we do something next month. So, uh, Luke's got one for us. I'm ready. I'm going to give you the description. Uh, I mean, it's been a while since we've done this, man. I feel a little fucking out of sorts. Yeah. Right. December, man. Yeah, so here's here's the description of this this fucking movie. So, uh, when a giant bloodthirsty anthropoid goes on a killing, 
spree in sprawling suburban park area, in a sprawling suburban park area, it's up to a couple of rangers, a reporter, and a mystical Native American warrior to try and stop it. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this, uh, here's your, so, you know, per use, uh, three clues. They're all going to be, I think, pretty useful for you because I'm, I, you know, it's. Uh, so, so when was this one made? Uh, 2005. A, 2005. Okay. I was gonna say it's fairly recent, but holy shit, it's almost 20 years old. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. So number one, uh, this 2005 cheapy is directed by and stars no one we've heard of. So that's not gonna help you at all. But the creature in question, uh, you've definitely heard of, as there have been over 10,000 sightings of him. Uh, with one third of those sightings in the Pacific Northwest. So Bigfoot, Sasquatch, okay. whatever they call them in other places, I'm thinking. I'm not not saying shit, but the second clue should clear some of this up. Okay. You're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna call this thing by its most common name that refers to its shoe size. You don't do that. Uh, what's the other famous name it goes by? Okay. Okay. All right. So, last clue, okay? Finally, uh, even though the trailer, which looks aggressively bad, by the way, I, I want you to, I almost, I thought about you just watching this while we record, just to get your reaction of it, because, oh my good lord. But um, the trailer clearly makes it look like it's going to take place mostly in the woods, you know, because it's really cheap to shoot in the woods. Uh, but the title wants you to think it takes place in the suburbs. Okay. okay. Uh, also, also think, uh, what is that called? Uh, alliteration. Right? Okay. Uh, I, I get what you're saying. Okay. Is this, uh, is this movie called Suburban Sasquatch? Motherfuck. Yeah, it is. You got it. Nice, you dude. It. <laughs> Suburban Sasquatch. Dude, I don't uh, even need to this... see the trailer. That sounds awful. No, dude, you should see the trailer. <laughs> you should all... <laughs> Anyone who listens to this, you should check this trailer out because it looks like it was filmed on a, a, a 2005 cell phone camera, uh, first of, of all. And uh, the the Sasquatch in question looks like something that you could buy on Amazon. Like they <laughs> I mean, it is it's it's for real. And then uh, what they did was they added uh, like like sub bargain basement CGI effects to the gore. So in the trailer, all you see is this guy in this really shitty Sasquatch suit running around, ripping arms and legs off. And it's, it's actually pretty funny. <laughs> so I, I enjoy it's only like a minute long. The trailer is, I'm sure the movie is probably unbearable, but um, yeah, man, it's a, uh, it was a blast to watch it. Oh man. Well, that does it for random slash nostalgia February. What's uh what's coming up next month, Luke? Because uh, we're both pretty excited for this one. Uh, coming up next month, we're gonna return to Sci-Fi Month, Sci-Fi Horror Month to be specific. So yeah, so we're we're we had a lot of fun doing this last year. Uh, we Marcus and I both, you know, we love sci-fi even without the horror. Uh, so yeah, you combine uh sci-fi and horror. That's two great tastes that taste great together. So uh, we're pretty excited. 
The Review to Death podcast is written and produced by the both of us. We release new episodes on Mondays. Thank you to Groove Witness for the use of their music. You can find them at GrooveWitness.us. Check out our written reviews at the link in the description and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Review to Death. Also send us an email at ReviewToDeath at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. And Luke, tell us what's coming up next. Uh, I'm very, very excited about our next movie. Uh, it is Starship Troopers. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be wild. I can't fucking wait to rewatch it. It's pretty much all I got. Later, Gators. Busty Cops 2. Couldn't House on Hooter Hill. <laughs> House on Hooter Hill. Should I go on? <laughs> I think we got an idea of what this guy makes. <laughs> Sexapede. Oh, Sexapede. Okay, I got. Wait, this this is this might be the best one. Uh. Shark Kansas Women's Prison Massacre. <laughs> it's, it's got a shark. It's a killer shark movie. Shark Shark Kansas oh my gosh. Prison Massacre. Shark oh my Babes. Gosh. And then he did a cute movie called A Dog on Christmas. Uh, look at that. Cool. All right, anyway. <laughs> well, there you go. Wynorski. <laughs> Catch up on his catalog. Fucking legend. <laughs>